Welcome back to the Vitamin J Podcast, Episode 16, Advent Stops Our Free Fall. Welcome to the Vitamin J Podcast. We have Isaac and Ava here today with you. I'm Ava. He's Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Just clarify that in case you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about Advent, and then there's a couple of cool feast days coming up. St. Lucy and Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. Actually, to start us off, I don't know, I just want to mention how a few days ago I learned how to survive a five-mile free fall you did. without a parachute. Really? Yes. How'd it go? Yep. It went well. I didn't actually do it myself. It's not that hands-on. Aw, I thought you... <laughs> <laughs> but I watched the video. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mo- Mark Rober. No. He's a engineer that has a whole bunch of really cool... So what happened? Okay, so <clears throat> long story short... He talked about how if you have a lot of time, then you have a little force. And if you have a lot of force, then you have little time. So fundamentally, if you are able to slow the time down on when you make contact with something, then you're less likely to break something. So if you were to throw an egg at a wall, it's going to break. Yeah. But if you were to throw an egg at a, sh- at a sheet, it's not going to break. Right. Because the sheet slowed down the egg slower whereas the wall was just hit it and slowed down in an instant <clears throat> he tested this <clears throat> yes he tested oh, this and then okay. he showed us a video of a guy that actually free falled for five miles without a parachute and into a sheet something like that <laughs> <laughs> actually so yeah he jumped out of an airplane five miles out without a parachute and then he landed in a net and because the net slowed down his stopping speed, he was able to do it. What? And there was another story of a guy that his parachute failed. Yeah. And so he had to figure out how to land without a parachute. Oh, my God. And so he was able to maneuver himself onto a roof. So he hit the roof, and the roof slowed him down enough. So when he hit the ground, he didn't break bones. I don't think he ever wanted to go parachuting again, but... Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, next time you want to go skydiving, you can try it without a parachute. That happens a lot. I yep. just don't know where I put my parachute, so <laughs> good life hack there. <laughs> Make sure you have a net to slow you down. So, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I think I can apply this to Advent. Go for <clears throat> it. I'm ready. I don't know if it's a cheesy way or not, but... We don't care. So the the months before Advent and between mm-hmm. Easter and Christmas are like us free falling. Whoa. But then we need Advent as the gnat to slow us down. Right. So we don't go crashing in. crashing into Christmas. Mm. Otherwise, we'll break we'll bones. We'll ruin <clears throat> the landing. Yes. So that's what Advent's for. Mm-hmm. It's to slow us down from our daily chaos and to help us remember what we're here for and that Jesus came to us and why he came to us and it's for us it's a time for us to repent of our sins and a great opportunity to go to confession yeah definitely to prepare ourselves for Christmas 
and I love Advent in just that way. It's just such a hopeful season. I have just such good memories of Advent. That was a really good segue, by the way. I'm very impressed. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and we're halfway through Advent already. It is crazy. I it's hard to believe. I thought it was short when I was a kid, and now like it's even shorter. So. <laughs> Time flies when you get older. I don't know why. But so, what does your family do like during Advent? Like, what do you guys like to do for like traditions and stuff? And this year, one of the things we started new is at our dinner times, we mm-hmm. decided to turn off all the lights and only have oh the Advent wreath candles lit, and that's the only light we use for our dinner. That's cool. And so, it's just a little mortification, just to remind us of Christ the light, and it gives us hope and it makes us look forward to Christmas right. when the light comes into the world and we turn on all the lights for our dinner and not by candlelight anymore. Until Although it is sort of cool. Spill mashed potatoes on your sister because you can't see <laughs> exactly, in the light. Yeah. Yep. Does that ever happen? <laughs> uh, not yet. Can you see your plate? Yes. Okay, well then that's cool. <laughs> the candles give off a surprisingly good amount of light, but mm. yeah. So I really like that. Right. Other things we're doing, like we have a manger on our table and mm-hmm. so Every sacrifice you do, you put a hay in the manger. And yeah. so you have a soft manger for Jesus by Christmas. We did that a lot when we were younger. So, yeah, stuff like that. For like you sacrifices when you put. Yeah, yep, okay. sacrifices. And mm-hmm. then you put it in the manger. And the hope is that the manger During is full. During Christmas and Jesus doesn't have to lay in a blank manger. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um. We definitely make this extra effort to pray as a family during Advent, especially just because... Um, like, if you don't pray as a family, like, during the rest of the year, like, at least try to do it in Advent, just because, like, I feel like that's one of the most important seasons that you have to be, like, growing closer to Jesus and growing closer as a family. Because Christmas is the time to just, like, that's when you want to be just so, I don't know, in sync with Christ. And, like, you can't be in sync with Christ if you don't go home and love your family first. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that we always like to do. And um, just like Godete Sunday is like one of my favorite Sundays ever, especially when I was younger, we got to wear pink and like the priest wore pink. He was like, no, 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 it's not pink. Yeah, it's rose. Right. You're offending me. So, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, even if it's just like a simple, like prayer that you say, like the glory be like before your feet hit the ground in the morning, just to like, just something little extra that you do during Advent, like pray your rosary or just a decade or like get your Bible out, just something extra. I don't know. Just yeah. to, like, let yourself know that this is, like, a new season and this yeah. is the time to grow. In Lent, we usually, have like, fast from stuff. Mm-hmm. But then often in Advent, I feel like we maybe miss the a lot of Advent because we just keep living our normal lives. Right. So, yes, what you said is add something to Advent to remind yourself that, hey, we're in Advent. We're preparing, preparing for Christ's coming. You know, I love our Catholic faith. Mom read the other day. She was like, you can't like the church really strongly discourages like uh fasting and sacrifices during Gadetti Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like Gadetti Sunday's for rejoicing. Like yeah. you eat sugar, you like all this like rejoicing and just like you just party on Gadetti Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, I love our faith. Like the church tells you to party on like yeah. I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah and on Gadetti Sunday this year is the feast of Saint Lucy. Mm-hmm. One way we celebrate Gaudete Sunday and how other people celebrate St. Lucy is we put up our Christmas lights on those days and light them up because St. Lucy means light. And And Jesus is right around the corner, so it's appropriate to put your Christmas lights up. So yeah, that's what we usually enjoy doing on those days is setting up all our Christmas decorations. 
But yeah, St. Lucie. St. Lucie. <clears throat> All you Lucies out there have a pretty good saint. <laughs> She's pretty cool. <laughs> ah, she is. So legend has it. Oh. <laughs> legend says that she was a woman who lived a holy life and she wanted to live solely for God as a virgin, but mm-hmm. her mom wanted her to marry off. Right. And uh, she didn't really want to do that. <clears throat> so she prayed to St. Agatha to help her convince her mom to not have her marry. Mm-hmm. And eventually St. Agatha answered her prayers by curing her mother's illness. They like went to like St. Agatha Shrine like, yes. and prayed there, like took yeah. her mom to it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And St. Lucy saw saw a dream, actually, St. Agatha. Like a vision or something? Appeared during I don't know if she dream. was sleeping at the shrine, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was it an awake dream or an asleep dream? I don't know. Vision. I don't know. We'll yeah. call that. <laughs> but anyway, St. Agatha cured her mother's illness, and then mm-hmm. her mother gave in and gave the dowry to the poor instead of to the man. Sweet. But then the... Um, Man got a little angry. Yeah, the man got a little angry. <laughs> and he actually ended up betraying her to the governor at that time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of Christian persecution. Like, a lot. A lot, yeah. And so, that's not a good thing. You mm-hmm. don't want that to happen. So, she was put in jail. And at first, <clears throat> they were going to defile her. But they could not move her. And they actually hitched up a team of oxen to her to move her, but she wouldn't move still. Right. Oh, which, my. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like she won't move. Get the oxen. <laughs> the strength of God. Right. Yeah. And they, like, was, like, try to, like, set her on fire and, like, the wood wouldn't light and, like. That's right. Yup. So, <laughs> this <crazy>. girl. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I love it. But then God, I guess, wanted her in heaven with him, so. The mm-hmm. next thing they tried was the sword and... Pierced her heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they killed her with a sword and she is a saint. She's the painted saint of blindness. Yeah. Because um, part of the legend is she lost her eyes. How is... People <laughs> don't entirely know. They There's legends, but we don't entirely know. Yeah. Some say that... She lost her eyes because the governor ordered the guards to take him out. But she's painted in of blindness. You often see her with a tray of, with, don't be grossed out. It's with her eyeballs on a tray. She still has eyeballs in the picture. Don't worry. But like, so, um, traditions in like other countries and stuff would people would like, um, serve like hot chocolate and like hot rolls or something like have the oldest girl in the family would like dress up as saint lucy like have candles on her head because saint lucy means light and would go and just serve that to the rest of the family and that's what my family's always done for like since we were younger and like me and my sister always took turns like dressing up as saint lucy and getting up in the early in the morning and like serving everyone cinnamon rolls or something and um i remember one year i think it was a couple years ago and um both of us slept in and, like, I wake up, and it's, like, maybe 8-ish or something. I'm like, oh, darn it, we slept in. Like, I look over, my sister's still in bed. I'm like, um, and I hear a knock at the door. And I see my brother, and he has, like, maybe 16 at the time. He's dressed up as St. Lucy, oh, and he, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was really funny, but. <laughs> oh, gotta so, do what you gotta do. <laughs> he was way too happy about it. and <laughs> That is awesome. I love that. Yep. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's St. Lucy for you. Yep. She's amazing, She's as awesome. all the saints are. And next comes Our Lady of Guadalupe. Guadalupe. She is awesome. If you haven't heard the story, or if you haven't seen the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, like, I highly recommend look it up because Lady of Guadalupe and, and the image is just incredible and you'll be able to visualize better. Go ahead. Oh, me? Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, we did this skit all the time as younger, so I feel like I have, should have this script memorized. But, um, so, Juan Diego, he was recently converted to Catholic, the Catholic faith, and um, he was just walking along one day, and uh, Lady Guadalupe appeared to him and told him he, um, she wanted a church built um, right where she appeared to him. And he was like, okay. So he went to the bishop, and he told her, and he told the bishop, uh, Our Lady wants a church built here. Bishop didn't believe him. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, darn it. So <laughs> um, so I, th- I don't remember if the lady appeared to him two or three times, but around there. And so he went back home, and he finds that his uncle is sick and dying. And so he sees his uncle sick and dying. He's like, oh, my gosh, i got to go get a doctor or a priest. And so he's running to get a doctor, and lady appears back, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? Your uncle's going to be fine. You can't run away from me. Like, <laughs> go have this church built. And he's like, the bishop doesn't believe me. And so she's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're go- she didn't talk like I'm talking. I'm just kind of <laughs> moderizing it for you. She had beautiful words. Just <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> bear with me. Um, <laughs> she told him uh, to go up on a hill. Oh, do you remember what the hill was called? Um, the Tepeyac Hill, was it? Tepeyac. That sounds right. Yeah. Hill was called Tepeyac Hill. Something like that. And she told him to go up on the hill and pick roses and bring them to the bishop, and then he'll believe you. And he was like, roses, it's December. And Mount Tepeyac is, um, there's cactuses and grub up there. Like, there's not going to be any roses up there. He goes, there's these beautiful roses that are just, like, breathtakingly beautiful. And so he gathers up all of them in his tilma, and then he goes to see the bishop. And he goes to the bishop, and he's like, Bishop, I have a sign from Our Lady for you. And so he um, lets the flowers down from his tilma and unfolds his tilma. On his tilma, image of Our Lady Guadalupe, bishop, everyone else starts kneeling down. He's like, what's going on? They're, they're roses. <laughs> Calm down. It was Our Lady Guadalupe on the image. So that mm-hmm. image, 470 years later, is still hanging up today. Yeah. The yep. cloth has not deteriorated. The colors have not faded. Mm-hmm. It's like the most miraculous it's so cool. So. Yeah. And apparently what I was reading is that it's made out of cactus fibers or something really? like that. And those have a shelf life of 30 years approximately. Yeah. And it's way past 30 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Other cool things that I saw is that the hill that Mary appeared, she had a temple built there and it was the site of a former Aztec temple. Really? So just how Mary transformed that area into something beautiful from something that is terrifying. Right. And the Spaniards and Aztecs were on, like, the brink of war. Like, the Aztecs were offering all these human sacrifices, and the Spaniards were Catholic, but they were, like, still disgusted and, like, really mean to the Aztecs. And there was, like, on the brink of war. And if war had probably broken out, the Spaniards would have probably been, and the Catholic faith, like, Christianity would have been just wiped. So uh, Mary's appearance changed everything yeah. and everything was good after that and um in the course of like 
seven years, like six million Indians converted to the Catholic faith, which is like the biggest conversion in the history that of the is church. That's awesome. So, <laughs> Lady Guadalupe is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you look at the image, like there's countless symbols of like what everything means and like. Like, she's clothed in light. The Aztecs had this, uh, like, the highest god was the god of the sun. And she's kind of, like, saying, like, I'm higher than the god of the sun. Like, and mm-hmm, she's, like, mm-hmm. and in this image, like, she's hiding it but not extinguishing the light. And so she's kind of, like, about to announce the god who is greater than their sun god. Yeah, that's awesome. And, like, she's standing on the moon. And for the Mesoamericans, like, was the god of the moon was the god of night and... Um, she's standing on the moon, showing she's more powerful than the moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, blue turquoise on her robe, like veil, means royalty. Like she's being held on the shoulders of an angel, royalty. The stars on her cloth meant she was from heaven. Like it goes on and on. That is um, awesome. The bow on her waist, um, it was a sign of virginity. But the bow is in like the four petal like flower of um, the native people, and like that meant like she was with child, like. So, like, wow. virgin and with child, they knew she was the mother of God by just the sash on her waist. And so it goes on and on. It's pretty crazy. That is awesome. So. Other things, one thing that just strikes me is how it's awesome how Mary always appears to the little ones. Like, to a humble Mexican man or in Fatima to humble shepherd kids. She doesn't appear to the well-known famous people. And so it's just, it shows how we should always be humble and little and childlike trusting right. in God. Yeah. And that's how we become holy and we make it to, um, to heaven. Right, exactly. Just little things. Yeah. So. And it's always interesting how people just tend to be skeptical with these Marian apparitions. Like the bishop was skeptical and just handu, handu, Juan Diego was skeptical about the roses being on the mountain. And it's just like... All right, it's the mother of God. You don't question. (laughs) Yeah, it's the mother of God. Can she not do this? Right, yeah. (laughs) But we often fall into that type of stuff too. Yep. And so... Doubt. And so just always have faith. Trust in the intercession. She's... Definitely. A mother to us and she'll take care of us. Yeah. Doing this skit every year, like my brother would be Juan Diego and... You know, my sister would be a Lady Guadalupe. You know, who does that leave me with? You know, the bishop and the dying uncle. So that was cool. I did that every year. Um, <laughs> but no, I love the story. And yeah. Well, that wraps up this that one. Yeah, I think wow. that's everything. All right. St. <laughs> Lucy, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Thank you guys for listening to this. You guys are in our prayers. We hope you learned something. Yeah. Hope you have happy lives. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and see you next time on the Vitamin J Podcast. See ya. Bye.